Oh, here we are, ready for another exciting edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show. As you can see, I'm not in the normal studio. I'm in a massive, big studio for the Red Pill Expo. And behind me, you can see they're setting up, getting ready for this thing, August 12th and 13th. There's the baseball team that's going to be joining me uh, this weekend. I'll be emceeing and speaking. I'll be opening speaker as well. And uh, so right now, what's happening behind me is the setup. Uh, they're setting up the chairs, the stage, the video, the audio, all of that. This is going to live stream as well as uh, uh, be available locally. So I hope if, you, if you're thinking about it, come on down to Des Moines. We still have a few seats left. And then uh, if you can't, then watch the live stream. But the live stream of the Robert Scott Bell Show is about to start right about now. So uh, let's get that cranked up. And uh, you'll just have to wait and see what happens on the show and what, what's going on behind me. You know, it's like the real-time preparation for an extraordinary live event with G. Edward Griffin, the, the Red Pill Expo. And here's my badge. Badges? We don't need no stinking badges. Well, I got one anyway. All right. Super Don, let's get this healing party started right about now. The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty, The Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, stretch it out, fuzzballs. We're all happening here at the Iowa event of the year. And this is, no, 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 it's not GMO in Monsanto land, at least for the moment, not here not now, not with the Robert Scott Bell Show on. But we are live from the preparations for the Red Pill Expo. Uh, you can see my buddy Ken in the back, who's the director of the show from behind the scenes. When you guys see the uh, stream coming out live uh, tomorrow and the next day, that's the 12th and 13th of uh, August 2023. We're really here. It's happening. We talk about it and we actually do it. It's crazy that how it works that way. Uh, but there's yeah, there it is. The baseball team, if you build it, they will come. And this is kind of the concept of the Iowa cornfields that are non-GMO with uh, our manager, G. Edward Griffin. And I'll be. Uh, I'm seeing the event, opening the lectures, uh, and and just trying to trying to juggle it all together. Alex Newman will be here uh, at the event. I've already seen him. Um, I think that you know what they got Alex Jones. He's not going to be here, but he'll be streaming live into the event. So for a Q and A, which I don't think Alex Jones does a lot of those. So that that could be interesting sometime over the weekend. Uh, let's see. Lori knows the Field of Dreams is in Dyersville, Iowa. I believe that's right. Uh, and it's cooking hot out there. I had to go out before getting on the show today just to get out there and sweat in the uh, the humid Midwestern sun today and uh, feeling better because of it. And uh, let's see, who else is coming? To, oh, Sherry Tenpenny, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Dr. Lee Merritt, Alfonso Monzo, uh, Dr. Brian Artis, my buddy, is going to be here. So we'll have some reunions happening. Dr. Brad Weeks, can't list everybody here. Dan Happel, of course, helps out and G. Edward Griffin. But this is going to be fantastic, and I'm glad and excited and honored and humbled to be here to be your host. Not on my show, but on the Red Pill Expo. And uh, Super D has not uh, apparently slept all that much today, and I was having fun with him. I'm just telling you behind the scenes. You know how sometimes I can be punchy McStuffins? Today it's your turn, Super D, and I, I, I bestow the honors of the official punchy McStuffins Dude, I was fine. It's not like Scott I'm... It's not like I'm grumpy or something. No, it was just, just suddenly. Suddenly, you're just like, oh, what about this? What about this? Push, like, push, 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 push. 
It, but it, but look, not every day you have those immediate responses where it's like, no, no, dude, I did not sleep. I didn't have enough sleep. This is what I feel. This is how I feel. And I feel for you, my brother, because I'm there occasionally too. <laughs> Although I think you're more frequently there based on your schedule. But the thing is, Super D, um, getting here last night, it was only like um, 45 minute, half hour to 45 minute delay, which you know what? I'm never going to complain again if I'm that close Compa- to Compared time. to what you've gone through with some yeah. of your trips in recent times here, yeah. sleeping on airport floors and stuff. Benches and things, this, yeah. This is a cakewalk, huh? You, you, you find levels of, of um, I don't know if it, acceptance is the right world, word, but certainly gratitude. Because, you know, one of the things, if you travel a lot like I do, you, you, you'll find some people that are grumpy and angry and frustrated by any number of things that happen, usually delays, cancellations. And, uh, man, life is too short. You just got to find a way to make peace with what's happening. Is yelling and screaming really going to change it? I guess there are points in it time. It feels where good in the moment. But, yeah. But yeah. what are you going to do? The weather, if it's a weather delay. Now, if it's a mechanical or equipment issue, yeah, that can be a gripe because that means the airline's not meeting the, you know, what they said they would do. But a lot of things have been happening because of the, uh, with the weather delays. But. Yeah. I get here and I'm just grateful, you know. I'm grateful to be alive. We're not here. only that, but you got the, the awesome internet thing going on and stuff. It's you know, we got it's a, not always the case as well. We got a great stream speed. Thanks. I'm I'm tapping into the guys that are doing the video feed for the Red Pill Expo this weekend. Uh, they're just doing the setup. Occasionally, you might hear some loud, loud bursts of music or talking as they set the audio. But with these kind of things. Um, as I've said, we can broadcast live in Dallas Cowboys Stadium, and they could be cheering and yelling and screaming. So, and Joni Abbott's on the way. Are we going to see you, Joni, tonight? I know you're going to be coming in. I know you're staying elsewhere, but I didn't know if we're going to connect tonight or when you get here this evening. So, uh, Joni probably helped me out this weekend on things that I, I always intend to do, like other um, other interviews and things. But I'm like scrambling back and forth to the stage and back to the stage and back when I do this MC gig for uh, G. Edward Griffin, which again, honored to do. Mickey Willis is also going to be here. Um, so it's going to be a great, great weekend. Anyway, hot day in central Iowa, Lori. Yes, it is indeed. So thank you all for being here and uh, uh, sharing the show. That's all we ask. Uh, it's a limited uh, ask. It's a limited ask. But um, just so you know, for uh, Leslie and Ula, and I think it was uh, Laura, who are patrons of the Robert Scott Bell Show and awesome people, um, Nancy is working on getting your apricots out to you, maybe even today. Uh, I was helping her get all of those things, and I still think we're acquiring uh, places to send the apricots for those that participated in our uh, contest to say why you listen to or watch the Robert Scott Bell Show. So we got a bunch of those. That's going to take a little out. more work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll try and do that over the weekend. Yeah, so we'll get to that eventually. Um, and, and by we, the way, yeah. if, if, if people would like to make my life easier, you yeah. can always, if you know that you won, uh-huh. uh, you could always, like, preemptively email me. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me get the, I've got the piece of paper around here somewhere. All but right. In any well, case, if you, if, if you are aware of the fact that you won, uh, yeah. then email me your, your address <laughs> so I don't have to chase you down. By the way, the thing is, you you're you're, you're really good at grabbing a you know like a snippet of the show uh, to send out on social media. Thanks to Anna who's doing that. But um, you know that, that was like a rearranging of the awareness and radar as we do this show. You know, to find something that might might what they call go viral. It's like riding a bicycle. Yeah. Because I used to do it all the time mm-hmm. uh, working at the network. I mean, that was yeah. just the thing that we always did, and I did it with 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 our show too. 
Yeah. Uh, but I just haven't done it done it in a long time. So yesterday, as I was searching around, because, you know, yesterday I didn't quite listen the same way that I had previous days. Right. So I had to go back in. But I knew there had to be something in there uh, that was good in, in that opening monologue that you did in hour two. And so just for people's benefit, uh, and since since I can push buttons and you can't, yes. uh, here, here's a clip from the clip of the day from yesterday's yesterday. Yesterday, okay. The deck is stacked against anybody who would dare to believe that God provided all of the medicine of creation within the natural world, as opposed to what? Man's arrogance, ignorance and arrogance combined to synthesize things from, yes, nature, and alter them in a way that makes them toxic poisons that, yes, can measurably suppress symptoms of the body or measurably force things to happen in the body, but always at a high cost of what they call side effects, which you learned here, if you haven't learned it yet, are direct effects of the drug toxicity, but not marketable. Until they are. And if they are marketable, they'll switch the, the side effect to a direct effect and they'll relegate the original direct effect as a side effect. That's how scientific this is. <laughs> yeah, well, go. I don't know if anybody else is, is doing that uh, type of uh, presentation, but uh, for what it's worth, it's going out there maybe a little more efficiently in these little snippets that people seem to like. Um, small red pills, I guess you could say. There you go. Uh, I, I, you know, I was going to talk about medical Marxism uh, a little bit in my. Um, my talk tomorrow, opening talk, uh, they've headlined my talk. Don't let pediatricians near your children. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I can, I can go with that. I think yeah. that's a cool, good talk. And, and I've got a decent time frame. I, usually I'm, I'm uh, crunched for time. I'm they, they were very, I, G Edward Griffin was very generous with me. I think I have like a 35 minute slot. I'm used to doing these things in 10, 15, 18, 20, 21 minutes. So I'm feeling very good about, uh, I can kind of relax through the things I want to share tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, we'll have to watch online if you want to. Buy a ticket to the Red Pill Expo to see it. Uh, and you can stream it online or you can come and join us in Des Moines, which I know Joni's coming and I know that Lori's coming uh, to be here. And maybe, maybe oh, Daria, our, our friend, Dr. Daria, right? Dr. Obvious, is, is that what her nickname was? I think so, or is? Yeah. Yeah. She's here with her... Um, uh, Beamer, Matt, and everything. Oh, so nice. we've got little mini reunions. I think Phil will be here, or somebody will be representing the the uh, the saunas, the far infrared saunas that we use, the relaxed saunas. So remember, you can get a hundred hundred bucks off with the code RSP. And with that, I'm not delaying going into the show today, Super Dude, D. I, you I'm can just, do whatever you want, man. It's Friday. Yeah, it we is. Could just sit, we could sit here and just riff for the next it, two hours if we wanted to. That, so. That's it. It is. It, it's Friday. It feels like a Friday. It is a Friday. I'm yeah. not in my home studio. There's Ula. Hey, Ula. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, and, and, uh, as I, if you just tuned in, Ula, Nancy's working on getting a package of apricots dried organic quality because they're not certified, but in my backyard, you know how I do it. Um, the, uh, RSB show apricots coming your way to Leslie, Ula and Laura. And then those that won, uh, the call-in competition that we had as well. We'll get that to you. So right now they're prepping for the uh, the Red Pill Expos. You can see the set. The stage is being set. And that's not an, uh, what would you call that, an analogy of any kind. It actually is being set. All of the things are being set up behind me while we're here live for the next couple of hours. And we do have some stories to cover that will meander through and around and over and under. What do I wear at the Expo? I'm packing. L-O-L. Um, Joni, everything you wear looks great. You're just like, you you know fashion. Why is like, she asking me that? I know Super Donna is not the right person do to I, ask. Do I, I look like a, a fashion consultant? Or 
What I do, do I wear you to know this what? expo? I don't if, know. If 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 Super Don has his way, Joni, you're going to be wearing bowling shirts. And and they work for Super Don. They do. I'm not, not everybody can pull them off like Super D does. Uh, but uh, for you, Joni, bowling shirts, I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe. But I'm going to be dressed up a little bit more uh, for my uh, speaking and emceeing gig. But you don't have to do that unless, you you know. So, you I mean, want. do you know? Is there like a dress code or something? No, it's like people are going to be in shorts and flip-flops. Lori so. says wear health freedom. Health freedom clothing. Yeah, there I agree. Go. That's yeah. the way to do it. And and Lori will probably have some T-shirts. And and Lori, if you want to sell any T-shirts at my booth, you're welcome to put T-shirts at my booth. I'll be there with silver and copper and Cardio Miracle. I filled up a you know a thing of water with Cardio Miracle, so it's a Cardio Miracle fast kind of day. And uh, we're gonna make it through. Feeling good for the most part. Uh, you know I, I, what I did today? I went to the workout room here, and uh, they have those the 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 weights that you know you you you. Tilt, you move them one way or the other. Have you seen those kind of scales? The, the scales that you get on where you have to tip the weight and here, put the oh, weight yeah, the old, on. the old school Skills. kind of scale. Right. Yeah. And I think they're more accurate, but it doesn't make sense to me because this, when I got on the scale, it, it said one, five, eight, 158. I haven't been, like I said, I was ex- exact, excited that I hit like 150 again recently with the, uh, um, nutritional frontiers product, the, um, what's it called? The super creatine, super right. That creatine, they have yep. because I've been putting on muscle, but I didn't think I put on that much muscle. Now I'm thinking I might be able to catch up with, uh, with Ty Bollinger. If it's true that I was like 157 or 158, I, think it's, uh, I don't I think, think that's right though. It's funny at 158, you're like, man, holy cow. It would be like something I've never been, not even that, in my peak so, of so peak I, muscle so years. So I don't re- understand. Remind me and everybody yeah. again here, just because yeah. we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were you before? Okay, so let's go back in time, just so you understand. Because I know everybody wants to yeah. hear this here. Everybody's All right, on the so, edge of their seat. Right? So I am what they call small boned, right? It's like I put my hand around my wrist. I'm not a huge guy, but uh, muscularly, you know, I, I was athletic, even though I was chronically ill, and I did a lot. And 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 when I was peak in the senior year of of college, I think my memory is I topped out at 154 when I was like, you know, really muscular. Okay. Now, over the years, you know, dealing with the the chronic ailments and illnesses and overcoming them, I lost a lot of that muscle. And I think the lowest I got down to was like 137, 138. You can imagine, you look at me and you think a slight breeze would knock me over. Mm. Now, it was just all lean. And and it didn't feel optimal at that point. But I felt like there was some times where I realized I was getting rid of the toxic weight and it was part of the necessary process of healing for me. So I'm just sharing this journey as Superdon has prompted me. And I think it's 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 worth this going through to help you understand wherever you are in the weight realm. Everybody's got a different body type. Some have carry more weight in terms of the quote unquote big bone scenario, things like that. We did, they're testing the lights now. So it got a little dark in here. I don't have a ring light with me. So bear with me here. Um, so I, I got down to that level. And there was a time, especially some years back, where I was eating only raw for a while. And, and utilizing that as, a, as a, uh, an advantage in recovery. And I think that's when I was at my lightest. Then I took up boxing, started putting on a little bit more muscle again. And uh, still, when I was going to try out, not try out, but, but join the gym that I do kickboxing at now, it was a few, few years ago, I think four years ago now. And it was, I was about to sign up and join. And then I, I got this used bike, new but used, it was used. And I was testing it out jumped a curb, 
fell right over and broke a bone in my hand. You remember, remember when that, that. happened? Yeah. Uh, and I went to uh, a veterinarian and got an X-ray. <laughs> and it's true, I did because I was like, "Why well, don't I'm not going to go get an?" X-ray. But yeah, then I saw it was a spiral fracture, right? And I was like, "Oh, well, that puts that on hold." And it basically put me back by a year before I could really take it to it. And so as I got back into that, I I could start building back up, and I was like. I'm going to monitor not only my heart rate to see my cardiovascular health, but can I put on the muscle weight that I feel better at the comfort, the comfort I have with it. Part of my problem is I wasn't eating enough. And, and, and that's, um, it seems like basic, but you know, I, I like to eat. People don't think I do. I do, but it was like, I wasn't hungry. You know, you I'd eat a eat couple like of times a, bird, a day. Right? Well, I could eat and then not eat for a while. And so I was fine. So I was always at this very lean weight. And I was like, at a certain point, I was like, this is ridiculous. I want to put on some weight. So it's like somebody, I think you even said it. You might need to eat a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) And so I made a concerted effort to eat more. Uh, Of course, a little bit more on the protein side as well. And started putting back on. So I got into the 140s again. But I really was like peeking out at like 145, maybe 143. See, and, that's, that's what I weighed in my senior year of high school. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But you're a big guy. And, and you know, that's and also you're not working out like I am. It's, you know, there's a whole different realm of, of your lifestyle is different. So uh, but, yeah, I was pretty much peeking out. And if I got up to 148, it was like, oh, man, this is awesome. And, of course, the cardio miracle facilitated my cardiovascular health. Uh, but it wasn't a weight gainer, so, so to speak. So when I got on and this was only what, a couple of months, maybe three months ago started the super creatine from nutritional frontiers and, and it was like an immediate change. I mean, it like first workout change, how fast this happened. And so I don't know definitively that I'm, I don't think that's right that I'm up at 157, 58, but I was gaining to 150, which means that I have a new baseline. Cause even at the lowest now I was dropping to 147, depending on the cycle of the day. So folks, if you want healthy muscle weight, Obviously, I'm going to argue you need to eat clean, organic, quality protein and things like that. But uh, the this super creatine formula from Nutritional Frontiers is amazing, and it's on sale this month. This wasn't a commercial for that either. It just, just it's leading to that. I have to acknowledge nothing was getting me up to that next level in terms of the muscle and, gain that you I you know, wanted. the thing is, is the training that you're doing is not is not bulk up kind right, of training. It's, it's you know, not massive so, bulk weight training. That's so right. So I would be interested. You know, look, I, I don't know if I could convince you or not. <laughs> I, I've kind of hinted at it over time. But, yeah. you know, if you're seeing this type of improvement, these types of gains, mm-hmm. doing really what's considered cardio, mm-hmm. uh, that if you just maybe added a few calories, mm-hmm. you know, just, just, just a few. Yeah. And maybe upped your protein intake just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, did some some weight training. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming. Do they have that? They have that at the gym there. You could do right. I no, mean, I'd have pro- to. I'd have to go to a separate gym because they have they have like dumbbells and kettleballs, kettlebells yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it's not a full on bench press that kind well, of stuff. But you so. know what? Well, I mean, look, they have different weights. Of, yeah. of the yeah. Well, then just yeah. use that. Be like the old guys. You could you could get yourself like a big handlebar mustache, you know, and <laughs> no. do the kettlebells and no, stuff. Really. No, but no, no seriously, no. you've already got the weights there. Yeah. So to you work my, into work you into your trainer? routine. Yeah. Just a little bit of weight training. Just a little bit. What do you have to be? You put fifteen minutes. Add fifteen minutes to your workout. Okay. And just do a few things I'll and see. see because you're take you're taking the creatine, dude. Mm, yeah. And I and I, I'm familiar with the creatine. And yeah. 
Um, I, I know either when I tried it back in the day, I saw yeah. immediate results as well. Yeah. So just imagine, just imagine, because you keep talking about Ty Bollinger every time he comes. No, and, and, and you know the other goal is look at Bobby Kennedy at age sixty nine. Yeah. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Now he, of course, is doing HGH. Uh, I think uh, biocompat bio identicals. I'm not. I'm oh, not is doing he really? That. I didn't yeah, know. That. Yeah, he has admitted that. But it's uh, no, not a, I. It's testosterone. I apologize. I didn't mean okay. to say it. it's testosterone, but in a, I think they insert it under the skin. It's a minor surgical procedure where yeah. it dissipates over time and it delivers a bioidentical testosterone. And, and I'm not willing to do that, but, but this stuff I am and it's, and it's going well now. Um, let's see. Ula says feast on GMO carbs and you'll be 200 pounds before you even blink. Oh, Joni has the opposite issue. This is fascinating. This is really an interesting discussion. Joni, you bring this up, not eating enough has been my problem in losing weight. The more I ate, the more I lost. I find the majority of my clients are chronically malnourished. And that depends another, on what you're eating. Yeah. Too. That's I another mean, interesting it, point. Well, listen, I mean, the thing is, is the body will naturally go. If you're not eating enough, it's going to, it's going to mm -hmm. kick into survival mode. Yeah. And so it's going to hang on to as much as it can because it thinks that you're going through, you know, like some kind of a, you know, a, a starving type of yeah. scenario. So right. there's, yeah, a sweet, exactly. there's a sweet spot that you hit. Right, um, right. And finding that sweet spot is, is the fun part. But So yeah. I find this really a, a very unusual show today, and I like it. Super Don is coaching me. He's training me, <laughs> training me up. Dude, I just, wanna, I just want to see you, you know, kick it up to the next level. Yeah, you know? okay. I, I don't know what that means. Your, but... your body appears to be in, in that, that, that state mm -hmm. where it's wanting to grow now because you've introduced something new to it, and you're yeah. already fit. And so if you're starting to see modest gains doing kickboxing, yeah. I mean, come on, that's not even like muscle building training, really. That's more sure. strength and endurance training. Well, I don't want to frighten small children or anything like that by getting too big. So it's just kind of weighing it out, balancing yeah. it out. Um, yeah. Yeah. See, Joni, I don't even have a, I, I'm not even a, I don't even have a degree. I have no yeah. training whatsoever. <laughs> Joni will, all, Joni will all, coach us. All stuff I learned back in the so, day when I was more motivated than I am right. now. <laughs> right. Well, one day, look, I keep trying and I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty persistent and annoying. I can be anyway, uh, especially with the people I care about, but no, I mean, always, always, always the idea of even discussing this is hopefully it inspires others to their journey back to health. And I know everybody's journey is unique and different. And I'm not saying exactly, you know, what is right for you is identically right to me other than clean, right? That word clean or equivalent would be organic. Uh, we can't put toxic garbage into our body. And here we are in Monsanto land or what was known as Monsanto land and expect to be, you know, if you're looking for a leaner type of fitness, um, you know, a lot of the weight, of course, we talk about carrying the toxic burden in the body, but there's also the emotional components of it, mental, spiritual components, all of that matters. It's important to consider. And uh, I will tell you this briefly, Super D, and I'll tell everybody, you know, because I've been open about the journey my wife and I have been on with since she had that um, devastating dental injury 12 years ago. And it set her into the, you know, the suicide pain of trigeminal neuralgia. And, you know, the first couple of years were the absolute worst. I didn't know if she was going to survive. That's how bad it was. Would she live through this? And then, you know, slowly but surely, she never gave up on me, on the kids. And yet she suffered and suffered and suffered. And then we, of course, we talked about her journey into the cannabis realm with CBD primarily, also Kratom, also transiting through the allopathic pharmaceuticals just for survivability. And none of that really helped either. 
So we've been on quite a journey. I say she's been really, the, you know, bore the brunt of it. But anybody that, you know, you care or love about that su- loves uh, uh, suffers, you feel it too. It's not the, it's not the same, but you feel it. So uh, we had uh, Dr. Kenneth Oliver on a few months back, a uh, chiropractic neurologist, and he's been doing some very interesting repatterning and has posited that there's no actual injury anymore in the trigeminal neuralgic uh, nerve, which makes sense because every inflammatory, anti-inflammatory we've done from allopathic to holistic and homeopathic had no effect because they're really at this point, there's no inflammation there. And uh, the positing of entrainment of pain signaling within the brain it became so, so used to it that it almost creates the phantom pain that becomes real. And so now it becomes a process of reprogramming the nerves and, and, and becoming conscious. And it's not something we're not aware of even to discuss, but boy, the journey to get there, I'm very encouraged by what's happening, Super Don. I'm just here to say that, and I'm very excited about uh, what may what we may be seeing here uh, in in uh, in Nancy's experience on this planet and this body that she has. Yeah, that's good. It's been a long journey. Oh hasn't it? my gosh! Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I'm just uh, you know thinking about it hurts. You know, I, I want to cry thinking about what she's been through to get to this point. So anyway, good stuff, and and I appreciate all of y'all who have sent, and many of you have sent ideas and things to do and and none of it was bad or wrong per se but it's all part of the journey and i'm grateful for everybody's help here so uh let's see what else we got um speaking of the nervous system you know a lot of people say autism is a, a neurological disease i mean yes you say you can i don't think you can argue that there's no no involvement of the nervous system and the brain but Many have posited now that it could be a gut damage first, secondary to brain and nervous system. Now, where one begins and the other ends, it's sometimes hard to determine. So I think uh, as I talk about this first story, Super D, I'm not going to say it has nothing to do. Of course, I would never say that with the with the brain. But there's so much that's coming out about autism as relation to microbiome. And this is, uh, again, a huge and distinct important important part of this. The Defender has an article today, uh, or yesterday's article, I believe, uh, from uh, Angelo De Palma, PhD. It says, new study confirms link between gut microbes and autism, but stops short of answering which comes first. So maybe you guys have an idea on that. And I, I don't think that it, in one sense, it matters because I think arguably you could say one impacts the other. There's a feedback loop going both directions. But the reality, of course, of the microbiome and its impact on neurotransmitter production, much less integrity of every cell in the body, because it's the, you know, it's the gateway, if you will, from the outside world to the inside world. And remember, too, that the alimentary canal from your mouth to the planet Uranus on out is technically the outside world transiting through your entire body. Never the twain shall meet, except that which is going first through the microbiome, which means these independent life forms that are in you technically are outside of you, but they are the facilitators of you having an earth suit that functions. And I've talked so many years about the idea of leaky gut because I certainly suffered from it for much of my life, that when that earth suit is punctured, just like in space, there's a dilemma. Now in space, it's about air or oxygen, breathable air. So it's very immediate. In um, this arena, if you get a puncture in your gut, if you have altered your gut due to uh, exposure to antibiotics or glyphosate and things like that, uh, it's not an immediate death sentence unless you had a massive 
uh, uh, opening and a, an asepsis that occurs, a, an infection that occurs within the interstitial areas of the body. But most of the time when we talk about a leaky gut, it's very micropore kind of scenario. It could be also just simply inflammation of the lining where the villi are, and that inflammation causes cell separation. I know it's counterintuitive. You think, well, it gets bigger, so it, no, but suddenly now you have openings. That's, you know, and it could be more uh, vicious than that in terms of the presence of mercury and glyphosate, really punching holes, if you will. Uh, but in, in just just inflammation, you know, even skin inflammation external to the body creates openings, much less, you know, a cut or a scrape. I mean, look at here. Let me see if I can bring this up. You can see the, the, the recovery of my uh, shoulder from the injury there, Super Don. You see that? I think it's there. There it is. Yeah. And so it's it's really recovering. The skin is coming up nice and pink and, and healthy underneath it. But that's where I took the brunt of the, of the injury. Also, my knee, which is recovering, it was more of a gash on my knee. Uh, but that would uh, precipitate potentially in, in what they call an infection because the microbiome outside is not supposed to, go, supposed to go inside or other things you might be exposed to. So it's an unusual event when you're made vulnerable due to injury. And much like that can happen external or, you know, anywhere with an injury, you want to protect it. Now, in nature, the body knows exactly what to do. Not only does it bleed, but then it coagulates, crusts over. You can see scabs that are forming to protect the, the sensitive tissue that's developing and growing underneath. I don't have to think about it. It happens. Now, I've been utilizing, of course, the silver gel, the Sovereign Silver Healing Gel uh, on it throughout the recovery so it could protect it. But my knee was an interesting story. And I don't, I, I'm not wearing shorts today, so I can't show you. But because the knee is, you know, it moves all of the time and I had a gash, it was like, Every time it would try to heal, I'd move it and it'd reopen. Now, it wasn't bleeding profusely, which tells me uh, blood coagulation in my system is very good. Um, and, and I think it's partly because of the sovereign copper, right? Getting enough copper. I do some liver supplements as well. And getting that copper in is critical for blood health, oxygenation, and coagulation issues. And so, I, you know, I see this and, and it, it's taking a little bit longer, but it's still recovering. And at a certain point, I did see notice a little bit of pus coming out of it, which are, you know, dead white cells and things because the body was challenged constantly because it wasn't allowed to scab over and remain. It kept getting open, close, open, close. But still by utilizing the silver locally, it never went, you know, systemic. It never, you know, moved from there. It just stayed very, very localized. And it was very short lived because I, you know, kept putting the silver on it, boom, gone. It was like when I woke up, started over again. And now it's, you know, completely covered over, but I could feel the internal bruise from the hit that was still there. But again, the recovery is fascinating. So I bring all this up uh, in the in the realm of, of autism spectrum disorders is that um, there's an injury that typically occurs. There's an acute injury or a series of smaller acute injuries that, that occur. Uh, you know, vaccination is one of these things that does in fact, indeed, even though it's injected into an arm typically or the leg or butt, uh, it impacts uh, the microbiome. They've shown the pathways that lead there as well. And that creates, again, inflammation locally and systemically. Again, creating a situation where now you have access to areas of the body that you shouldn't have access to, brain, nervous system included, and also a lack of production of things that would protect you. And so all of that plays its role. And that's where you get this microbiome relationship to Autism, which is autism really is just another way of saying brain and neurological injury. And it's not 100% due to vaccination, but often that is the syringe that breaks the, camp, the child's back, so to speak. 
there's so much more to this than than just that because there are environmental factors, there are generational environmental factors that are impacting epigenetically over time, causing more weakness as we go, and there therefore the vulnerability in each successive generation increases, which leads to uh, I guess. Let me, I'm going to jump into the vaccine hesitancy story. I'm going to leap over the other one, Super Don. Let's go right to the SIDRAP website at umn.edu. Uh, uh, and this is a story, and it's just an absurd statement as a headline. Vaccine hesitancy is behind most decisions to not get COVID-19 vaccines. I, I, pause for a moment, and I want to think of who the morons are that really believe this. What is vaccine hesitancy? It's kind of like uh, calling a brain injury autism. It might be the thing that's now accepted, but it's, it's the injury to the brain and the nervous system and, of course, through the gut. What is vaccine hesitancy? It's the result of critical thinking skills. It's the result of an injury that preceded it, an observable injury in a parent who said, uh-uh, no more, no how, no way. It's the result of people who were all in on vaccines through the COVID years looking and seeing, holy crap, that's just not right what's happening here. And now I'm going to not only not do that, I'm going to start looking at all the others that they said were perfectly safe and effective. And I'm wondering if they lied to us about that. So to say it's caused by vaccine hesitancy is like saying the symptom is the disease which this is the way allopathic medicine works. This is why I say keep your kids away from pediatricians and, you know, unless you need a surgical procedure because of some injury or, or a congenital issue. But other, other than that, all they do is, is, is rain down uh, injury, damage, and toxicity on your child other than measuring the circumference of their head. And if, if that's all you need, go to a hat maker. Seriously. Do you really need a pediatrician for that? So uh, I look at this it, these issues and say, man, do we have it wrong? We put the, uh, the, the symptoms and we call the symptoms the disease when the symptoms of the body's attempt to correct what has manifested earlier, toxicological assault, burden, acute or chronic, and or nutrient mineral deficiencies. And that includes essential fats that are also very helpful in terms of uh, modulating inflammation and keeping the cells intact. And of course, one of the key minerals we've talked about in the most recent years through COVID is copper, how that is for systemic immune response and inflammation reduction, cytokine storm reduction, whereas silver is used point of focus, point, point of focus, point of foci, area need. Uh, copper internally works systemically through the various Cooper enzymes, and there are loads of pathways, 90, 100, how many? I don't think they actually know at this point. So that's fascinating. Did you think about that, Super Don? Did, it, did that strike you at all like I, it struck me when it said vaccine hesitancy is the, the, the cause or the reason behind most people's decision not to get? I mean, it's like the hesitancy yeah. is the I mean, symptom. I understand what you're saying. It annoyed me. It really yeah. did. It, it does annoy me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think like an analogy for that. So mm -hmm. like if somebody said, hey, uh, Super Don, uh, you, how about you go bungee jumping? Mm -hmm. I'd be like, I don't know. I'm not quite sure I want to do that. Then it would so be your your bungee hesitancy, bungee, I'm bungee hesitancy. cord hesitant, hesitant or whatever. Um, and, and that's the reason you don't want to bungee. No, that's not the reason. Well, 
You, you well, it, it'd be part of the reason, maybe, I guess, but not. No, it would no, not but be. you're describing your state. Yeah. You're hesitant to do it, but yeah. you're hesitant to do it is not an explanation for why you're hesitant to do it. You see, yeah. you're describing the behavior. I am hesitant to do it or if you wanted, but that's not the reason you're hesitant. So vaccine hesitancy is not the reason that you're not getting the shot. That's describing that you're. That's the, yeah, that's the term that they give to uh, people who have questions or concerns or stuff about whether they want to put an experimental right. thing in their body or not. And, and remember, yeah. they need this term because it back in, was it 2019, 2018? When was it this came out? We first covered it, and they said it was one of the top 10 threats to global health. World Health Organization. So they set this up, this thing, vaccine hesitancy, as if it's a, it, you know, a, a disease, threat. a malady, an yeah. ailment. Can we yeah. drug it away? What can we yeah. do? Right. And no, it's a behavior associated with people who are critically thinking. No, it's disinformation. Yeah. Is causing that. Exactly. So they they come back in this article too, and you know CDC has asked questions about this, and uh, they're like, uh, yeah, it was the early two thousands. Uh, false claims that childhood vaccines caused autism, and you know, well, they want to mention Wakefield, but they don't mention Wakefield again here. It's just a bunch of nonsense to distract you from what's really going on. Targeting, and they they want to target. See, and this is the other part of it. It's the other side of, yeah. of the 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 coin here. Mm-hmm. Uh. This leads to them wanting to target hesitancy. Yeah. So, and it's it's like, okay, so how are you going to do that? How do you target vaccine hesitancy? Well, okay, so now you're targeting a behavior, correct? Right. How does psychiatry target behavior? I know we'll do. I know we'll do. Well, we'll get a, uh, a we'll get Lady Gaga to uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, do a video talking right. about how great vaccines are. That'll work, right? Right. Well, that's no. it. Targeting behaviors through what? Behavior modification or um, bandwagon analogies? Oh, uh, I know we'll we do. We'll, we'll we'll put more science out there. We'll we'll, we'll uh, publish more science, uh, and we'll we'll uh, do um, I don't know on Facebook. Yeah. We'll put some posts on Facebook of more science. We'll explain it better. We'll explain the science better. That'll that'll work, right? Right. No, that's not. But uh, well, th- this is all the stuff they said, right? Yeah. Here's what we'll do. We'll replace uh, Rochelle Walensky mm-hmm. with whatever her name is. Yeah. And she's going to revamp the CDC, and yeah. it's going to be all better mm-hmm. because now we have a new person in there. And they're what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be more transparent. <laughs> right. What does that mean? It, well, it, you're going to be transparent in their opacity. How's that? How's what that is, sound? We're, we're going to be more more transparent, and we're going to blah, 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 blah. We found out that they're going to do the same thing they were doing under Walensky that they were doing under... Hey, let's go back to... Uh, this new well, lady is going to collect her paycheck for how many ever years she's going to do it. It's going to be the same thing it's always been. Yeah. And then uh, they'll replace her with someone else. Mm-hmm. Who will come in and say the same, yeah. say the same stuff that means nothing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Steve says it's common sense to learn from mistakes and observation. Uh, therefore, avoidance of the COVID bioweapon injection is caused by common sense, right? I, again, that's an observation. I agree. Um, going back to the uh, uh, autism issue, uh, Ula says in her son's case, the gut was immediately infa- inflamed following the poke. Uh, once again, you know, passing through the microbiome and impacting brain and nervous system function and inflammation, all of these things. So I don't think it's as simple as it's only one directional. I think it's bi-directional that these things happen both ways. Uh, let's see. They stopped mentioning Wakefield. Oh, Joni, this is a good point. 
She says, I think it's so people don't look him up and realize that he was right. And he is right. They realized it worked against them to even mention his name because, yeah, had they ignored him and us, it would have kind of well, gone by the. And I think another part of that is if you've noticed Wakefield, I mean, when was the last time you saw Wakefield really doing anything or saying anything or putting himself out there? He doesn't anymore. You know, he's, he's kind of does his own thing, but you don't see him uh, out there as like the, the face of. Right of well, the he, movement, anymore, which I don't blame him, dude. It, he did yeah. that for a long time, and he yeah. he put up with a lot of crap. He was a whipping boy, absolutely. Yeah. And so yeah. now it's you know, they've they've got a whole new group of people now mm-hmm. that they can they can target and they can talk right. about, namely RFK Jr. Now he's the guy. Yeah. Uh, he's their target. But by the way, Wakefield yeah. is going to be at uh, I think the event in February that we have with uh, Warrior Mom Tracy Slepsevic, that autism a, a conference. And uh, is it going to be in Austin? I forget where it's going to going to be. Uh, we'd have to go into the upcoming events, but that's February uh, Groundhog Day and second and third of February, 2024. So figure out where that's going to be. But Wakefield will be at that one. So it's not like he's silent. In fact, as a filmmaker, he's putting out um, a feature film that uh, I'm te- technically could be in it because we were there for part of the filming last uh, last year. There it is. The Autism Health Summit 2024, second, third of February. Where does it say it's going to be? San Antonio, San Antonio, Texas. And so Dr. Andrew Wakefield, Del Bigtree, Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, our friend Jack, Dr. Brian Hooker, uh, Dr. Jerry uh, Cartsonell, Dr. James Neuschwander, and Dr. New, as he's known as, and Tracy and me right now. So if you go to uh, autismhealth.com, you can uh, you could sign up and plan to be there for that, San Antonio, Texas. Uh, uh, next year. So uh, he has not gone away super done, but he's targeted uh, the creative arts to communicate the stories that he wants to, to tell that he's been through and experienced, right. including that whistleblower concept of, you know, someone that had, had engaged in it, it, to him directly, uh, which tipped him off that there's a big problem, a huge scandal from the pharmaceutical industrial complex. So it'll be a feature length film, a fictionalized version of what he went through. And uh, I don't know when it's coming out, but it should be really good. They've got high level, really good actors in it. And I met some of them and they're good people, very aware and not afraid of this, this topic. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of cool coming up. So anyway, that's what I mean about being annoyed be, that they're using a symptom and calling it the reason. You know, the symptom is, is the result of what? In this case, we said critical thinking, common sense, observation leads you to go, you know what? I'm not going to bungee jump. I'm a little nervous. Maybe the bungee cord breaks and I don't want to risk just, you know, falling to my death. If you, will. you ever gone bungee jumping, I've never done it. And I probably Would you ever No, I'm no. with you. I, I'm not a big fan of that. <laughs> I, I don't mind doing roller coasters. And in things, my but, younger years, I, I would have probably entertained the idea. Mm-hmm. But as, as I've gotten older, it's just kind of like, why? Yeah. Why, why would I take that chance? You know? Yeah. It's like skydiving or, you know, whatever. It's like, no, no, I'm good. Joni points out that a lot of new new folks are coming onto the scene, and that's good. We're welcoming you all. Uh, But many of them don't know about this hesitancy issue, don't know who Wakefield is, and don't know about the GMO thing. They never heard of Jeffrey Smith. I mean, there you know, so many of our friends have been at this for decades, and, you know, they just accept where they are and don't realize how they got here, how we got here. And that's a part of the aspect of history that I love is like, let's figure out how we got here so that if we like where we are, we can maintain it. Or if we don't, we can go, oh, that's what got us here. Let's not do that. Right. 
Think about common sense that is so missing in our government, of course, and people in government with with the rare exceptions, including a Jonathan E. Mord there. So what else do we have? Uh, oh, now the, the story I skipped over. There, you can hear they're testing the audio here, but hopefully you guys can still hear me. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, um, this article from Natural News, dangerous meds, pharmaceutical drugs become so tainted that the Defense Department is calling for outside testing. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. I mean, this is just bad. This is embarrassing. It's like so much of what the uh, Defense Department does in uh, targeting our troops for uh, uh, injection, giving them, uh, well, devastating injury before they even get on the battlefield to have an opportunity to get shot at, much less actually shot. They're shooting them up, whether it be air gun or direct injection, of experimental things that uh, are debris-filled disasters. And so now they're talking about uh, hiring an external uh, testing laboratory so they could test a slew of medications among growing concerns that pharmaceutical drug contamination and other quality and supply issues. Now, are they saying this is all coming, interestingly enough, from China? I think it. I think it's interesting. The majority of the drugs that the Department of Defense is buying is coming from China and maybe even India. Now, India is not considered an enemy of America, but quality control issues abound. I will, I will say this: quality control issues abound even in North America in making drugs, particularly in vaccines. But when you say many of the drugs and vaccines are actually coming from um, China, it's like, dude, the Department of Defense, are you engaged in potentially war gaming strategies? to defeat China or at least hold them back, one of our avowed enemies on this planet as a, as a nation, the Chinese Communist Party and all they control? How, how vulnerable are we that the, the majority of vaccines and drugs may in fact be made in China? Like so many of the cheap ch- plastic you-know-what that is found in dollar stores or you know the squall marks of the world even today. Here's an interesting uh, <clears throat> number that they put in here. They say that the FDA does admit that 62% of drug shortages in the U.S. are caused by quality issues stemming from poor manufacturing processes. Quality issues from poor manufacturing processes? So uh, the way I, I read no. that is that you've got these drug companies out there, 62% that are pre- uh, 62% of the drugs coming from these, these pharmaceutical companies mm-hmm. are contaminated, dangerous, uh, you know, uh, more than they would be even if they were manufactured correctly. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's not good. 62%. That's a lot. Well, you know, th- this is why dependence upon who's drugs. dropping the ball here. Isn't it the FDA? Aren't they the ones that are responsible? Sure. But the DOD might do a bypass. It's, you know, but, it's, but it you- sounds like what's happening here is the FDA can't handle it. They're not doing their job, and so the DOD is having to uh, outsource uh, what the FDA should be doing. Do you find it interesting that the DOD did not go to the FDA for help here? (laughs) I was like, whoa, hey, maybe we should go to the FDA and see what's going on here. Uh, No, no, no. We're going to go to a a third-party provider of analysis because we don't even trust the FDA at the DOD. Right. Isn't that that's another fascinating? Well, you know, well. listen, yeah. you've talked about I've heard you and uh, Emor talk about how the FDA just needs to go away mm-hmm. and just leave it to the states to do what it is that they need to do. Yeah. Uh, it seems to me like this story right here would be in support of something like that showing, you know, hey, you know, uh, you can outsource this to other people. 
you know, we don't need the, the FDA and the bureaucracy because mm-hmm. they're not doing the job anyway. Yeah, and, and this brings to light once again, dependence on, on FDA-approved pharmaceuticals, whether they're made correctly or not, and a lot of them are not, is a threat to your health. People perceive today, Super D, that, oh my gosh, if I don't have the drugs, that's a threat to my health. If we talk about vaccine hesitancy, that's life-saving. If we would have more hesitancy to take FDA-approved pharmaceuticals, is there a category for drug hesitancy? Or will they combine that with orthorexia? Those of us who just are not interested in eating contaminated foods, you know, that have heavy metals, pesticides. And I realize that nothing is pure as the driven snow, so to speak, anymore on this planet because of what we've done, man has done and his arrogance and ignorance to pollute and intoxicate everything. But seriously, you're relying on toxic poisons to bring you back from the brink of dysfunction that was brought on by toxic poisons, whether they were drugs primarily before that or whether the food was toxic. And, of course, concurrent deficiencies. It comes back to the same basic thing. Now, we have emotional strengths and weak. We're just not able to handle this and that. Uh, you know, relying on drugs approved by our government agencies is not a long-term strategy for a great survival. You're certainly not going to thrive that way, but maybe as long as you have the pipeline to the drugs, you'll, you'll survive because you're dependent upon them for function or dysfunction. But seriously, if we talk about uh, economic breakdown, supply chain difficulties that we saw in COVID that could come back for any number of reasons in the future, accidental or intentional, those of you who are relying on drugs right now, and I realize the biggest reliance com- becomes like insulin-dependent uh, diabetics, but I've seen and met people, even type 1 diabetics, that have found ways to manage and minimize even the use of insulin. But, of course, it requires so much discipline that some people would rather end their lives than have to engage in, in being that responsible for their lives and their health. And this is another aspect of... Um, the disillusioned uh, folks, one day you wake up and realize, well, I thought Bernie Sanders was onto something good with his socialized medicine, Medicare, Medicaid for all, all of these things, Obamacare, single payer systems. But they engage in what? Dis- distancing you from the responsibility you must take by God to care for that body you've been given. And that no amount of bureaucrats, doctors, nurses, delivered through mandate, fiat, government, uh, you know, monopoly is going to replace your responsibility that you must take in order to care for yourself. And this doesn't mean, Robert's not saying, hey, never use a doctor, never, no, I I seek out help when needed. You you know, you hear me asking questions about things. It's part of life as well. I don't mean to isolate ourselves, but when we become totally dependent upon people that couldn't neutrify their way out of a, a wet paper sack because they weren't trained in nutrition. And as I pointed out the other day on the show, uh, if you actually promote the idea that nutrition can prevent or reverse cancer, they call you funny names. You know, and one of those, of course, that's been institutionalized is quack. And as I pointed out, ducks aren't the ones killing you. It's the doctors. So who are the real danger? Not homeopaths, not traditional naturopaths. The real danger, of course, of you t- is you taking responsibility for your health. And that endangers the monopoly, the economic monopoly, the profit center the control, the ownership over all of life, including yours. And we've all played into it to varying degrees in the 20th and now early 21st century. The question is, do we step up and go, you know what? Modern medicine's role should should merely be in triaging 
uh, emergencies that are unexpected, maybe catastrophes, explosions, bullet holes, um, car accidents, things like that. And outside of that, they should leave well enough alone to allow all of the things of the natural world and all the people that know how to utilize them to help nurse, genuinely nurse people back to health and function by recognizing that which you lack will end up manifesting as a symptom or symptoms and ignoring that which you lack and replacing it with a toxic chemical that can stop the symptom that's associated with or caused by not having that mineral, for instance, is not going to lead to better health long term. It leads to more drug dependency because there will be other untoward effects that they like to relegate to side effects so you don't pay attention to them and they say them real fast in the commercials but the side effects once again to remind you or tell you for the first time they are direct effects of the drug and its toxicity that are not marketable until they are and then they'll change the side effect to a direct effect and change the direct effect to a side effect and market that drug again anew with patent protection the medical monopoly does not like it when you know this when you see through it and you recognize what you're dealing with are deficiencies and toxicities and or emotional, mental, spiritual stresses that are not being handled and, you know, metabolized efficiently enough to maintain that, you know, vital force flowing through you to provide that life health that you, I hope you really want. And if you do, that you're willing to do the things necessary to get there. And if not, again, that's why we have the medical profession so that you don't have to take responsibility for your health. Again, outside of acute traumas, I'm not, please don't say, oh, he said nowhere ever, 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 ever. That's not, never what I've said. Never. I've, that I could say I've never said. All right. Uh, Colorado jab rates are declining. Exemptions are on the rise. Again, another good response to what? Common sense, critical thinking. They'll call it more vaccine hesitancy in Colorado. What's going on in Colorado? Well, Maybe people have seen enough of the adverse events associated with COVID injections, or maybe there's enough people that have now seen vaxxed or the various, uh, you know, versions or uh, pandemic one, two, and three. They can't contain it and constrain it. The idea that you could censor your way into power or censor your way to maintain power that is lo you're losing. Uh, it's the opposite. As Superdome brings up all the time, transparency. Why don't you just be truthful and honest? Well, that, that truthfulness and honesty coming from those that are engaged in deception, deception to own and control us, to enslave us to a drug paradigm for which we have no deficiency, uh, the, the transparency would do them in too. But had they ignored us and ignored even Wakefield and just kind of allowed it to, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, fester under the surface, but not give it any uh, attention, maybe we'd still be down around 3%, quote unquote, hesitancy or less. But now we're upwards of 30, 50, 70, 90%. The rare person that doesn't have a question about one, one jab, particularly a COVID jab, um, those people, of course, you can't reach, you can't wake up. They have uh, drunk the, uh, we say pharmaceutical Kool-Aid, but right now the collectivist Marxist medicine Kool-Aid. And they used to claim to be uh, concerned about big corporations and pharma and all of that, but now they're all in because their side's in power. Uh, how disingenuous is that in terms of principle? And Bernie Sanders included, for those that think Bernie, wow, the, the Dems did, did him wrong, right? No, he should have run as a socialist, but I guess now he might win if he was to run again because they've gone full on socialism. They don't want Bobby Kennedy, who is not a socialist, by the way, even if he has some ideas for 
um, again, if I get him on the show, I'll ask him about some of these questions about healthcare, right? Healthcare issues as well, because he is engaged in trying to teach people about eating better, growing food, that kind of thing. So with that, Super Don, I think we're up uh, uh, against the top of the hour break, which is flexible for we us. Are. Yep. Um, we do have a guest coming up in the next hour. Okay. Have I missed any qu- questions or comments coming through the chat room? We doing okay there? there. I haven't been able to monitor the uh, um, our, our, our uh, website's chat room. I should probably log into that. Let's see if I can do that real quick. See who's there on the website. Uh, let's see. I'm going to watch, listen. So yeah, if you click on the watch, listen tab at robertscottbell.com, there we are. We're live on the website at robertscottbell.com. In addition to other places, you can just sign in as a guest. You don't even have to give us any information And there. I see mom's there. Happy Friday. Who else is that? What do I have? A Mel, picture? Mel says that she has bungee jumped. Oh, it was pretty scared, but she did it on Yosemite. Nice, nice. Mel. Very impressive. So uh, let's see. Oh, um, let's see. Thank you, Robert and Super Don, for the Cardio Miracle and Copper. Also, thank you, Kevin, for giving us your copper. We received the seeds today as well. So one of our patron supporters. That's right. Look it at was, that. Um, yeah, the, the AMA. Yep. And uh, everybody that wants them, and I say everybody, but a number of people want them and said, you know what, you need it more. And they decided they're going to send their stuff. And how wonderful is that? So, cool. yeah, nice picture there with the. Uh, if you can find it in the chat room there, Super D. Yeah, uh, I've or, got it. Yeah, right okay. there. Let's see yeah, here. I'm not looking at the thing. You can show everybody. That's really Hold cool. On. Here we go. Right there. Oh, nice. Look at that. Cardio Miracle and Sovereign That's, Copper. I think, what, Yolanda's husband? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How cool is that? So um, grateful for all of you, especially those that support us directly. Um, but really good people you all are helping one another out. It just makes my heart happy. All right, we got, yes, we have a guest in hour two scheduled. Uh, let's see, sometime in the second hour. Uh, he has a very long last name, but when talking with him, he's yeah. Dr. Chaps. Dr. Chaps. And that after you call him Dr. Chaps? Yeah. Just call him Chaps. Okay. That's it. All right, so Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Yes. Chaps, is going to join us, and he's got a book out, uh, How to Liberate the World, a step-by-step guide to take back your country. And he also has PrayInJesusName.org. We'll talk about that, what he's done in the military. And he wants to talk pray. about the problem, and this is something we've read about, we've talked about, about how there's all this this adult content-type stuff that's in these children's libraries. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he wanted to address that, that topic uh, with us as well. So he'll be coming up here in just a few minutes. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, one more comment I see here. This is from Steve. LOL, relying on pharma drugs to promote health sounds as crazy as exercising for health by playing blindfolded football on the edge of a cliff. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a risky proposition for sure. That may make a great uh, uh, TikTok video, though. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't want to see it. Anyway, we are live from the Red Pill Expo. As you can see behind me, if you're watching the show, uh, the video uh, crew is here setting the stage and testing the audio, testing the video feeds. They're going to stream it live for those of you who would like to buy tickets because you can't be here in, uh, where am I, Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, and if you can't, please support the Red Pill Expo and Red Pill University and G. Edward Griffin. Uh, get tickets to stream it live, and you can watch it from wherever you are around the world starting tomorrow, uh, the 12th of uh, August to the 13th. I'll be speaking first and emceeing. And um, if you can be here, some of you are coming. 
We look forward to seeing you, and we'll get some more interviews over the weekend. So for now, let's take a quick top-of-the-hour break, a little late, but it's no worries. We can do that. And we'll be back from the Red Pill Expo preparations here on the Robert Scott Bell Show at robertscottbell.com, where I remind you the power to heal is yours. All right, hour two commences now here in uh, Des Moines, Iowa at the Red Pill Expo. The prep is going on behind me. You can see they're testing the screens out. They're testing the audio out occasionally and uh, making it ready for streaming live around the world. So you guys can get tickets at Red Pill uh, Expo. We've got the link in the show notes. It should be or and or a banner at robertscottbell.com. Um, this is the uh, event, and it starts up at 8 a.m. Central Time on the 12th, which is a uh, Saturday morning. And you open it with uh, Dan Happel. He's the uh, event director and welcome. And then intros me, the MC, And then I go into my talk on uh, don't let pediatricians near your children. So uh, that's part of what I'm going to have to work on tonight or after the show today on my PowerPoint to modify some things based on that title. Uh, and then we have uh, Payman, uh, who's going to be talking about how to stop U.S. income tax dollars from funding the swamp. Um, Sherry Tenpenny will be here tomorrow. Ten reasons you need to stay in the game. And, of course, G. Edward Griffin, uh, a collectivism versus individualism, the, the issue behind all issues, which was featured in what? Plandemic 3. Brian Artis is going to be here, a good buddy, Dr. Artis. They no longer laugh when I say COVID shots or snake venom. You know, all of those that kind of dismissed it is like, dude, more evidence than ever that those snake venom peptides are part and parcel to uh, uh, what's going on here. Uh, let's see. Robert Brame. Uh, if the houses burn, but the trees do not, is it really a forest fire? Hey, you know, those are questions they don't want you to ask. Uh, Dr. Brad Weeks is going to be here, the bright and dark side of anti-aging medicine. Alex Newman, who's one of the greatest re prolific researchers and reporters, weaponizing a reliction for the New World Order. Uh, let's see. Uh, that's that's Saturday. Dude, that's a lot of good stuff going on Saturday. And let's see what's going on Sunday to give you an idea. Lee Merritt, Dr. Merritt, who's amazing. Satanism, bloodlines, and other creepy stuff so dear to the enemy. And uh, you don't think that are engaged in these things? What do you think pharmacia is? Kate Shimarani scheduled to be here from England, I think. Uh, how It's now government policy to kill the old and the very sick. John Moore's discussing government is ready for a cataclysm from space and civilization collapse. That's not a subject you hear every day, is it? Uh, Juliet Engel in Ukraine, heads they win, tails we lose. Mickey Willis is here on Sunday talking about the amazing consequence of his film, The Great Awakening. And uh, then we have Dr. Douglas Frank uh, talking about the corrupt courts won't stop vote fraud, but we can. And here's how. Yeah, this, these are, this is why the people that present here are not just complaining about problems at all. I mean, they'll point out the issues, but they're always going to come in with, and here's some things you can do. Uh, let's see, Mandy Jacob, our kids are in grave peril. Homeschooling is the answer. Dr. Alfonso Monzo is going to talk iron and copper. Uh, let's see, G. Edward Griffin will be back on. And Alex Jones is scheduled to, to stream in and do Q&A, which is not something you see Alex Jones do much of. So there's an overview, and there might be surprises along the way, and you've got to put up with me as MC. So there you go, Super D. I just wanted to give you all the overview. If you were thinking, even considering a little bit, why you should uh, stream the event live if you can't be with us in Des Moines, Iowa. I'd love to see you there. So 
Uh, we've got Dr. Chap scheduled this hour, sometime this hour. But first up, um, the issue of Dr. Anthony Fauci and him being referred to the Justice Department by Senator Rand Paul, and then they do nothing, and then he sends it to the D.C. U.S. Attorney, Matthew Graves, still nothing. And, you know, the, the problem is the president set here. If lying to Congress is going to be prosecuted, then what about lying within Congress? Yeah, think about that. It's, in, it's infested. It's a, a festering infection that doesn't recover because men and women of integrity don't go in to government or rarely. And if they do, most of them get corrupted. Uh, this is why, you know, I don't say that, um, you know, voting for president or anything is, is the solution so much as I'll acknowledge that there are people of God, people of faith that go in and, and are not swayed, cannot be purchased, uh, that uh, I think these are good people to support. That's my sense of it. At the same time, we must be people of faith at the localist of local levels, principled people that cannot be swayed, cannot be bought, cannot be intimidated or threatened away from what we know is right. Now, that's what's lacking. You know, it isn't the Constitution that's that's wrong or corrupt. It's the people who ignore it or run roughshod over it because they're more interested in selling out for power. I mean, the Biden administration is just the latest example of that. I would love for you to consider supporting my good friend, Jonathan E. Moore, in his run for the United States Senate in Virginia to defeat Tim Kaine. He's a man that's got a track record 30 plus years. I've known him for well over 20, 25 years. Uh, and a man of great integrity. You can go to emord4va.com. He, he's featured here on this show uh, for, if for years he's been. Every week we do the Sacred Fire of Liberty together. And I don't think there's anybody that has any question about his integrity, what he believes, what his principles are, what he stands for. And even, yes, Ron Paul endorsed him in the primary, has endorsed Jonathan Emord. So, uh, again, there are things to do on many levels. I don't say only one. Do a little bit of everything, and uh, we shall overcome. I'm not giving up, and I would encourage you not to either. How do you stay in the game? Sherry Tenpenny is going to talk about that. Maybe we can get her on the show, too. I don't know if she'll have time to do that. But, yeah, going after Fauci is just, again, Fauci is a symptom. Yes. Do I believe he has to be held to account? Yes. And if he, and if not in this lifetime, he'll be held to account burning in hell with a lot of people from big pharma, big medicine, big media, and you know, maybe there's an escape clause. I don't know. I didn't write the rules. Some people don't believe there is, but he's really earned whatever punishment is coming his way. And I would say it this way, too, in terms of uh, right and wrong and and um, uh, I would call it punishment or re- remediation. If we believe that uh, God is loving and forgiving God, uh, and I do at the same time, if you're willing to do what Fauci has done to the people of planet Earth, including children. Man, that's that's a hard one to consider, you know, and they say that if you mess with the children, oh, man, uh, we tolerate way too much. And and that's part of what I think uh, Chaplain Gordon James uh, Klingenschmidt maybe disco- may have discovered as well and has dedicated his life to help remediate and recover from. He's also known as Dr. Chaps. And uh, he's got PrayInJesusName.org, the things he's done in the military to allow for chaplains to pray in the way they believe is right to pray. And um, also, How to Liberate the World, a step-by-step guide to take back your country, a book that he's written. We have both of those things linked up in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com. And as they're setting up behind me for the Red Pill Expo, you might hear some background noise, but that's okay. I wanted you guys to see all that goes into putting on a great event 
with G. Edward Griffin here in Des Moines, Iowa. Welcome, Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps. How are you? Thank you, Mr. Bell. It's an honor to meet you, and uh, greetings to your prestigious audience. I, I hear you're widely followed, and our show, uh, Pray in Jesus' Name News, can be found on eight cable or satellite TV networks. We're nationwide in 230 million home impressions just on television, plus 17 streaming platforms, much like yourself. Uh, but I think your audience is bigger online. Yeah, yeah, it is online bigger. But, you know, anytime we can reach folks through whatever uh, mechanisms we can, we have the Q streaming. I was just on with Jim Baker Ministries uh, last week. We did a, a talk, a discussion about um, uh, nitric oxide and health. And, and so I think it's the people of faith have to come up and stand against this tyranny. Uh, and, and unfortunately, many in, in people of faith and many of the institutions associated with it fell by the wayside during COVID and began, began to be uh, purveyors of misinformation, disinformation that they're claiming we are doing to promote something that is so harmful to every age group. You know, much less not just the elderly, but even the youngest among us. And we're seeing kids having cardiac events like never before. And this is not an accident. This was done intentionally. And that's where I get the, you know, I try to be a compassionate, forgiving, loving person. But, man, it is hard when you see the, the, the grave evil that has been delivered upon innocent people in the last few years. Well, you have seen, of course, during the COVID years, uh, the church sort of went underground. The church fell asleep. Many people stopped attending church. We were afraid to assemble because of government mandates. Uh but the left didn't have that problem. The left was out marching in the streets and burning down car dealerships and, and all kinds of, you know, BLM protests. Well, now we see the aftermath of that. Um, you know, the, the Biden years have been unkind, I suppose, to our movement. And the church needs to wake up and get back in the game. Thankfully, uh, I think that is happening. We're now seeing, for example, you, you talked about the attack on children. There are now 24 states, mostly red states, that are passing child protection laws. And the culture battle, while the left was not asleep, they took it against the kids. And you see the LGBT movement, you see uh, you know, everything from Bud Light to Target to uh, everything they can do to cram Gay Pride Month down our throats. Well, they have a First Amendment right, they can promote their ideas, but not to our children. Right. And that's where the real legal frontier is these days. And I have seven examples if you want to get into that. Sure. Well, and, and you, you, you hit the line. It's, they cross the line. This isn't about whether they have a right to exist and, and engage in whatever they want to. Uh, and, and, you know, this isn't about any of us hating on anybody that has a different belief or lifestyle. But when you mess with the children, now you've crossed the line. Now it's not about whatever you believe and perceive you have a right to be. It's what you're limited in what you can do when it violates that, including, you know, I've talked about the issue of censorship, Dr. Chaps. Um, you know, for when I grew up, a lot of the censorship uh, was seemingly coming from the so-called political right, religious right. But the reality is what we see today as censorship is being promoted by the so-called a religious right. Or I'm sorry, say that again, a religious left, the non-religious left. And they have become the great purveyors of and cheerleaders for this. And those of us who have, uh, you know, a faithful view of the world, a godly look at the world, we recognize that there are going to be things that we might not like out there. But it is not censorship to try to protect kids before they're adults 
from exposure and, and, and yabberant things that can occur in life. And I think that's where, again, we, we come to, to, to uh, uh, the disinformation campaign, right? For instance, in, in Florida, when they said, oh, the don't say gay law by DeSantis had nothing to do with that. It, it, but it, that's how they captured it and sell it so that, oh, it's the intolerant religious people again. No, protecting children is not intolerance. Protecting children is not censorship. You're absolutely right. Uh, of the 24 states that are passing good laws to protect children, one bill, I'm, I'm just going to select a microcosm of Ohio. Uh, they, the House there recently passed what's called the SAFE Act by a supermajority, 64 to 28. I'm a former legislator. I was in the Colorado State House. We were a blue state becoming more and more leftist and Democrat. But in Ohio, they're, they're moving the right direction. And the SAFE Act would pass six different values. And I'll add a seventh, which is we want to get child pornography or pornography out of public school libraries. And I think that's one of the reasons you had me on the show was to discuss that. Mm -hmm. But the Ohio law would do six other things. Number one is ban transgender surgeries on children. Now, just think about that. That's the frontier that we've come to these days, that we have to protect children from being mutilated. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, it would protect parental custody in the event of a child who goes transgender. You know, in, in blue states like California, Colorado, New York, parents have to, and already Canada, yet parents have to worry about losing their children to social services who would take the kids out of your house if you are Christian. Mm -hmm. And in Oregon, they're passing a bill to not allow Christians to adopt children uh, if they believe a certain way. And it's, it's anti-Christian rhetoric. Um, but if your kid goes transgender, the parents can't lose their child in Ohio if they want to keep them in traditional values. And number three, the integrity of women's sports. And, and we've seen attacks by the transgender left on uh, women's privacy and safety, in particular co-ed swim teams where, or, or wrestling teams where uh, women are forced to compete and even expose themselves in the locker rooms. Uh, number four, fundamental right of parents to raise your kids. Parental rights is the new buzzword on our side, and we need to get behind legislators or candidates who support parents' rights to, uh, to raise their own kids. Uh, number five, uh, stop public schools from promoting homosexual content to children. Now, it used to be just sex ed, right? And that was back in the 80s when I was in um, high school. Mm -hmm. I'm a child of the 80s, even though I was born in the 60s. You um, and me both. We're about probably the same age, so. Yeah, yeah right? Uh, but they would, they would, in passing, during a health class, mm -hmm. they would – you know, mentioned that, that sex might be a bad thing. And that was, that was the extent of our, and then there was the fifth grade video with your parent. You could go and see, you know, videos about reproduction and you're like, Oh, right. what's that? How does that work? I, I remember Dr. Chaps about, um, they would talk about sexually transmitted disease, right? That, that was the big oh, yeah. thing. Be concerned about that. Um, that was really about the, the majority of sex education when we were in school, it wasn't that controversial. I mean, it was like kind of gross, but at the same time, you know, you were hitting more age appropriate where some of these behaviors and considerations were starting to come into play. But I don't re remember the kind of stuff they're trying to promote now being being in our schools, even public schools, because I'm a product of government schools, if you will. 
at that time we were going through it. So to say that things haven't changed, it's always been the same. In this case, I don't see that. Well, now it's not like the old days in the 80s. Now it's like 2020s and every subject is LGBT. If you're taking a history class, it's how gay can it be? If you're taking an English literature, how many gay books can you force them to read? If you're taking a math class, you know, uh, uh, used to be one plus one makes a baby. Now it's how many dogs and cats can you get together to make a baby? Um, so parental consent in Ohio, the good bill, would say you can't teach that to our children unless the parent gives approval. Uh, number seven, I think I'm up to, and that is protect students from being encouraged by school counselors to transition. Uh, in Ohio, if a boy wants to become a girl, they must notify the parents. And, and in California, they're doing this in secret. They're teaching kids in secret without notifying the parents. They have workaround systems and they have social counselors that you go to so that they can get transgender medical care without notifying the parents in blue states. In red states, they're protecting parental notification when these issues come up. So that's where the legal frontier is these days. And the church is asleep. Mm -hmm. They think this is about the privacy of two, uh, you know, adults who are consenting to gay sex. No, that was 2003, Lawrence versus Texas. Uh, it, it, the Supreme Court sort of opened that Pandora's box in 2003. And Justice Scalia was a dissenting voice in that decision. He said, you've opened now a can of worms where it's, it's not only legal, but it must be taught in our schools that it is legal. And after that, you saw, you know, 2015, the Obergefell decision to legalize uh, what I call sodomite marriage. Uh, but now we're in the children's frontier. Mm -hmm. There will be the next generation of court cases deciding, do the blue states have access to your children or do the red states have permission to restore parental rights so they don't have access to your children? And, and you know, in the 2050s, we'll, we'll be talking about open pedophilia. Yeah. Hey, Dr. Chaps, I, I, you know, on the issue of marriage, and, and I've had some contentious discussions and arguments over this, I feel like uh, the church or the people of faith have gone wrong in looking for the government to sanction their marriage because it was always a religious uh, institution, right? I got married. I didn't ask for permission. I didn't get a license from the government. Why would I invite them into my marriage, which is a holy matrimony between me, my wife, and God? And yet, you know, people want, well, I want this kind of marriage and I want this kind of marriage. You open it up when you start going, we're going to sanction it. The state's going to sanction it rather than being a, you know, a religious institution and a, and a, a very specific, uh, uh, you know, event that was recorded in the family Bible. Now, I'm not saying I'm right or wrong or anybody. I'm just saying this is my strong opinion about how we look to government to get approval. And we're looking a lot lower than God's, you know, approval. Yeah. Uh, but at the same it's a time, we argument. Uh, and, and, and I'm pretty far to the right, right? I'm 95% conservative. Mm -hmm. But the 4% of the people who are to the right of me, mm -hmm. those people are crazy. And I love <laughs> them. They're, they're the libertarians, right? Uh, they're out there saying, we don't need government for anything. I disagree with that argument a little bit when it comes mm -hmm. to marriage. There is a role for the state simply for the dissolution of assets in the case of a divorce, because there was a contract there. And now you have to figure out is the woman going to be abandoned with no income? Mm -hmm. That's important to decide as the, as the government. And number two is, what do you do with the children? Mm -hmm. If you just had a marriage in a church and you had, you know, five children, then then there's, in the event of a divorce, which I, I hate, right? God hates mm -hmm. divorce. I've been married 33 years. 
But what happens to the children? Who gets custody of that? Sometimes the government has to step in because the pastor who married you 20 or 40 years ago mm -hmm. is not going to step in and help you decide that. There is a role for the state in some. I, I think you're sympathetic with the, the the concern that we have for government intrusion into uh, holy matrimony, as well as even uh, how how often they get things wrong, even in cases like you've described. But I am sympathetic with the argument too, right? I'm I'm not a hardliner, but I just you know tell you my perspective, and and you know I've been married what is it 29 years, heading to 30 at this point, and the kids are now of the age of majority, which is stunning to me how this happened. Uh, but they also have never been vaccinated. They've never had antibiotic drugs. And so uh, we tried to, to go back to what I believe or perceive is more connected to the natural world, recognizing there are places for things that man does. But again, we come back around to the protection of these kids, give them an opportunity to be kids until they're adults. And I, I don't find that to be controversial. And, and in fact, there, uh, Joan, my friend Joni says they're gays against groomers. I mean, there are organizations that are saying, yeah, we are one of the initials there, but we're not behind this. We're not for this. This is this is like ridiculous. And so I acknowledge that as well. It's not everybody, but it, it feels like it. It seems like it because the manipulation has been has gone up to the highest levels of corporate government and uh, media. Uh, and it's an agenda that is not a grassroots agenda. It's not a grassroots movement. This isn't a bunch of transgender people getting together and going, hey, let's do this. Uh -huh. This is a top-down thing to disrupt any semblance of right and wrong in a culture and any semblance of, of even real in terms of uh, biology and physiology. Everything then becomes subjective, including XXXY chromosomes and people that feel like what, they're born in the wrong body. And then what do you do? You butcher your body, and then how are you doing? highest rate of suicide after that. It's not something that is actually beneficial to these people for the most part. We even had Scott Nugent on somebody who's gone through that transgender surgery. And and he, he she, I don't know what to say, but is saying, don't do it. It's a disaster. Yeah. Uh, transgenderism is still in the DSM-4 as a uh, mental illness. They call it uh, gender dysphoria. And in my experience as a, as a spiritual counselor, or as a chaplain, as a mm -hmm. PhD in theology, uh, I have seen young children develop into this disease in four stages of progression. Number one is self-doubt. I doubt that God made me to be a, a boy or a man, right? Number two is self-hatred. I hate the body that, that God gave me, and I want to hurt myself. Number three is self-cutting. And you'll see, uh, you know, some people, when they get into addiction, they just want to feel the pain. You'll see them use, uh, you know, razor blades or or, or they'll go to a, a doctor who can mutilate their bodies so that they can agree with themselves a little more. But number four, as you mentioned, is self-murder. And more than half of people who move into the transgender lifestyle will attempt suicide in their lives, many of them completing it. And then they blame the Christians. Hmm. Well, the Christians are the ones who try to stop you at the self-doubt stage or the self-hatred. Don't hate yourself. God loves you. God made you to be special and unique. If you hate yourself and hate God's plan for your biology, then you'll end up in self-cutting and self-murder. Uh, we're trying to prevent that long before it becomes an issue. Yeah, Chaps, the other, the other irony here is that um, those that you know are suffering this dysphoria in, in their young years, perhaps even, uh, they, they're saying, well, if you don't allow them to transition, then they're going to commit suicide. Well, I don't think that's borne out because if they are supported and loved and, and counseled, given an opportunity to develop naturally, 
many of them move through the phases and they're no longer in that same state. And again, people like Scott Nugent are trying to warn those folks that feel that way to not butcher their bodies because the pain and disfigurement is something that, again, drives more suicides than it than it protects you against as the claim from the other side. So there's some bizarre arguments being made here of uh, something that I would also acknowledge to be the result of man's messing with nature to such a degree that uh, we are exposed constantly and chronically to xenoestrogens from the environment, plasticizers, heavy metals, pesticides, different things like that, that do indeed alter things. And I go back and I was featured in Remedy by my friends Ty and Charlene Bollinger, along with Dr. Sherry Tempenny. We brought up the, the vaccines themselves derived from aborted fetal cell lines, male and or female, and how that impacts injecting into a male or a female. We don't know. The studies haven't been done, but all of these things also can play into it on top of the programming, emotionally or otherwise, are encouraging. And another thing we've mentioned Many of you, when we grew up, we had friends who were girls who happened to be tomboys. There was never one tomboy that said, you know, I want to be a boy. I want, you know, it's like it was just we all have varying degrees of feminine and masculine behaviors as part of creation. And so where did this all come about? As I said, not a grassroots movement, a top down to destroy the essence of our creation. Yeah, I think it. You know, and my my root is in the Bible, and that defines right and wrong for me. But if you set that aside, if you forget, and I don't, I'm not encouraging anyone to do this, <laughs> God or the Ten Commandments or the Bible, mm-hmm. America has defined these issues socially, and America now falls in about three camps. There's a third, a third, and a third. Okay, like the the, the extreme left is in favor of not just gay marriage, but but transgender children. Right? They they want that. The 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 right. It doesn't want either one of those. In the middle, wants one but not the other. So about two-thirds of Americans are now polling in favor of gay marriage, but another two-thirds are polling against the idea of transgenderizing children. And so that's why you see, even in the Republican Party, and these are people that I don't go to tea parties with, but, but the log cabin Republicans are in favor of gay marriage, but they're against transgenderizing children. And you see them aligning with people like uh, uh, the guy I knew is Bruce Jenner, right? Uh, now calls himself Caitlyn Jenner, but he was a Republican candidate and he's against, he's for gay marriage, obviously. He's transgender himself, but he is against transgenderizing children and he is a, against co ed locker rooms on swim teams. Uh, and so you see these interesting breaks in yeah. American debate and the culture. Republicans can win on this, the protect your child movement. Yes. That's how we took back the Virginia governor's race. Mm-hmm. And many of these, that's how we took back the Congress. I think 2024 is going to be a landslide and Republicans should stand strong on this issue. Donald Trump has been a forerunner. He says, I will not let children get transgender surgeries. We will pass up a, a federal law to protect kids from the radical left. And I think that's a winning vote getter. Yeah, it's sad that we have to consider that. But I agree at this point. And then Jonathan Emord says the moment he gets in there and becomes U.S. senator, that's one of the first things he does is like, this is nonsense. This is ridiculous. You just don't butcher and torture children and, and, and you know, in the name of any agenda. So anyway, I'm with you there and I appreciate all your efforts. Again, uh, uh, you have a how to liberate the world, a step by step guide to take back your country. That's one your your book there. You got it there. And also the pray in Jesus name dot org. Now, I wasn't aware as you know, chaplains within the military. I understand 
There are rabbis. There are uh, uh, various Christian sects represented in there. Uh, there might even be Hindu. I don't know what's there all fully. But I didn't know you weren't allowed to pray in the way your faith calls you to pray within the military. That was something new I didn't know about. And apparently you've been through that battle. I have. Uh, my fight was back in 2006. I was an active duty Navy chaplain. I had a 16-year active duty career, getting ready to retire right off in the sunset if I make it to 20. But that's when the government wrote a bad policy. They changed the law since the 1800s, and, and now the Navy policy in 2006 was don't pray in Jesus' name at a public microphone. If you're a Navy chaplain, you wear the cross of Jesus Christ. Here's, you know, behind me are my, my shoulder boards that have the cross on them, but you can only pray to God. You can say amen, but if you say in Jesus' name, that's offensive and you should be punished. Well, I took a stand. I stood in front of the White House in my Navy uniform, and I dared to pray in Jesus' name in my uniform on national television, and it was not a Sunday morning service. So they sent me to a misdemeanor court-martial, which I demanded, my own court-martial. Uh, I was found guilty of worshiping in public, in my uniform, that was a crime apparently because I prayed in Jesus' name. But then a miracle happened. 300,000 people signed petitions with me. 85% of the voting public agreed with me. And Congress changed the law. Uh, the, the, the NDAA was rewritten. The uh, Navy was forced to repent. And after my court-martial, the Congress changed the law. The Navy rescinded the same bad policy for which I was punished. So now, once again, chaplains can pray in Jesus' name, even in public, even in uniform, seven days a week. That was a great victory for other chaplains going forward, but it was never grandfathered back to my case. So I lost a 16-year career. I lost a million-dollar pension. My wife and I were evicted from our home on the Navy base. Yeah. People ask me, chaps, that's a great price, but was it worth it? Would you do that stand again? And I say yes, because I kept my soul. I never denied Christ when ordered by the government. Well, I think this is an example for all of us, well, no matter what faith you have or don't have, to stand on your principles, as long as you're not violating the rights of others in doing so. And there's nothing that's violative of praying in the way you are instructed to pray in your faith, whether you're, you know, a different religion or not. I think it's an absurd, uh, 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 let's say, limitation on speech, freedom of speech as well. And just because you put on a military uniform, you shouldn't be restricted in that way. Uh, I also talk about people of faith standing on principle. Um, I have a, a friend, a pastor who is also in Virginia, who fought the government. He was in the military, and he recognized in his own belief system that being numbered like cattle, um, you know, the use of the Social Security number was violative of his personal and religious beliefs. And uh, he fought back and won against the U.S. Navy. And they, he's, he's full pension with no number assigned or anything. And then, you know, my recognition of, of a similar concern I had from my faith uh, did not allow me to number my children like cattle. And I refused that. And uh, they didn't even get a birth certificate because we, we recorded their births in the family Bible. We were able to get um, uh, what do you call passports because there were other options on proof of birth and all of that. And we fulfilled all of the things that were in there and no problem. And then Congress said, oh, no, no, you have to have a, and use a social security number to get your passport now because they wanted to get tax scoff laws. And they said, uh, oh, oh, child support issues. We talk come about the marriage issue, right? Post-marriage. And, and, and based on that, it's like, well, why do my children need this number to get a passport? You've already given them a passport. They refused renewal. And so, we pushed back on religious belief grounds, First Amendment grounds, 
and they refused, 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 and we kept pushing, we kept pushing. There's a suit that's, that's still active now, and finally, they act, they backed down, and now on the website for applying for a social security number it says if you do not have one or you know you have religious accommodation, and it shows you can do that, which is a big big win against a government that you think is too big, you could never win on that, and. Yet, until they change the form, the physical form itself, that suit is still ongoing. But I bring that up in context of what you've gone through to stand on principle. And, and I would hope and pray that people who don't believe as you do would defend your right to believe and live as you do. And this is, you know, the whole point of the First Amendment. It wasn't designed and written to protect speech everybody agrees with. It was specifically for the things that might find people might find objectionable. But that isn't the same as well as exposing children to things that are very inappropriate and harmful to children. I come back around full circle to that thing. It's not we who are calling for censorship by not wanting certain things available to kids before they're of the maturity to handle it. And so, you know, last words, if you can, today anyway, I love appreciate what you're doing, uh, Dr. Chaps, on that overview and how it's all related. Well, you're absolutely right. The Bible talks about an end time future, which is not good for the church. A time when the government gets bigger, when the Antichrist assumes power. And unless you take the mark of the beast, you won't be allowed to buy or sell. They're going to put barriers in there. You know, unless we have access to your children, uh, you know, we'll just seize them by the government. Uh, unless you get a social security number or, you know, sign up for the secret visa hand swipe that'll be on your, your wrist or your forehead, then you won't be able to you know, buy anything electronically. Now that the, the Fed is talking about, you know, this digital currency where the government will be able to track every dollar you ever spend because it's all like Bitcoin, except it's not Bitcoin. I have Bitcoin. This will be government sanitized or government approved where they ban every other kind of money except the kind that the government can use to control you. Mm -hmm. I said no. I'm keeping my conscience. You've said no. You're a man of principle. The, the bottom line question you have to ask, are you going to obey God? Or are you going to obey man? Yeah. And if you obey God, you may be punished by man. But if you obey man, you may be punished someday by God. So I fear God. I'm not afraid of man. Even if they cost my my house, my job, my pension, uh, you know, I will serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that's where we have to stand. And we will be tested. And we are tested all of the time. Is your faith real? Will you walk in that faith or will you cower the, the one time that or the 10 times that you're threatened with inconvenience. And this is what was disappointing, as I said, in the COVID years we've just come through when various church leaders, synagogue, mosque leaders actually went in and got shots to show people everybody should do this. And Jesus would do this. I'm like, oh, man, I was like, really? I, did, I you know, I'm almost at a loss for words when I saw that happening among the faith based community. Um, this is not to say, and once again, you or I are not calling for a theocracy. That is absolutely not what we want, because whoever's in charge is going to be of a different faith than you. <laughs> it's right. so, you know, that you want the freedom to, to live your faith. And that's what was unique and is unique in all of the history of government in the world. This freedom that was um, written into a constitution after a declaration of independence, not to establish one religion, but to mani manifest a, a, a place, a country, you know, a home for people to be able to practice and not to be told by a king, queen, emperor or whatever, or a secular or whatever, that you have to do it or you can't do it. And this is the way to do it. So uh, we must not forget that history. And I think that some people are afraid of people of faith because they think we're trying to institute 
state theocracy, and that's the furthest thing, I think, from everybody I've talked to and interviewed on this subject, you realize the danger of that. If I could give a pitch, just I know we're limited on time, but sure. our TV show, PIJN News, airs on eight networks. You can find our TV listings when you go to PrayInJesusName.org. There's also a free email newsletter. Uh, we'll send out news alerts, prayer alerts, uh, petitions for Congress. Visit and sign up for the free emails when you go to PrayInJesusName.org. And when you click on the bookstore at the top, you can find a copy of my book, How to Liberate the World, a Step-by-Step -step Guide to Take Back Your Country. The forward is by my friend, Dr. Alan Keyes. Uh, click on the bookstore when you go to PrayInJesusName.org. Thank you for having me on today. You got it. I love Alan. And, and I, I met him in person for the first time. I had him on the show at the Red Pill Expo a few years back. And uh, what, a, what an amazing, amazing man. Enjoy him so much. So I'm grateful to connect with you, Dr. Chaps. Thank you for being on board and communicating your passion from your heart, your beliefs and your principles. And may it inspire others to live theirs as well. And I thank you so much. Amen. Have a great day. God bless you in Jesus name. Bye bye. All right. Dr. Gordon James Klingenschmidt, known as Dr. Chaps or Chaps. That was cool. Appreciate that. I love talking to people of faith who live on that uh, principle and are not about to abandon it because the government tells them so. And that comes back to, you know, what is the most efficient and effective tool we have? Uh, if the Constitution is shredded or not paid attention to, it's your Constitution, your individual Constitution, your willingness to uh, uh, bend uh, from or abandon your principles. And that means you can, in fact, nullify those who would violate your rights, if we will go back to the basics of life, liberty, and property. But uh, in so many ways, these are these uh, incremental uh, attacks on various freedoms that some will go, oh, I'm not, I, that's not my interest. I, I, I'd let that one go. It's like, no, stand on principle the entire time or else eventually they'll come around to your principles and have you bend them. And think about all the people we knew or know even today, hopefully they're still alive, that you thought were with us on health freedom and natural health and natural medicine. How many times did I talk to folks that were like, can you believe Billy over there and Janie over there? They got the jab. I thought they were, you know, so many because it became inconvenient. So they never really believed or had that principled stance. And they were swayed with either honeyed words or threats of inconvenience. You'll lose your job. You'll lose the travel. You'll lose the sports. You'll lose the school. On and on it goes. What is it? Because they'll find it. If you have a weakness, what is it that would get you to abandon your principles? And they've done a heck of a job finding those things in America. And most of that is through fear induction machinery. And most of that has been done because we've abandoned the responsibility to care for our own health. And that made us very vulnerable when doctors or scientists or those that were spokespeople for them in media, et cetera, said, boo, there's a virus. It's going to kill everybody unless you fill in the blank. And of course, it was the, uh, the kill shot, so to speak, slow or fast, depending. And so these are the things that uh, when I say I have a mistrust, a gross mistrust of government, it's because we, I know a little bit about the history. I may not be as historically accurate as some or the historian that some are, but I acknowledge and recognize that the wisdom of our founders pointed out that you should never, ever, ever trust the government and those in it, because those in it may, even if they were good going in, may likely become corrupt, and most do, with the power that they have access to, because we are not restricting the behavior of those in government via the 
well, the change of the Constitution, et cetera. And well, it might be a reflection of our willingness to not live in or by principle. All right, Super D, what do we got here? We got a, a little bit more time on the show today. Great new guest, Dr. Chaps is good. I love people of principle to have a great discussion on. Uh, did, did he call like the the four percent libertarians the crazy ones? I thought that was very the funny. crazy ones. Yes, yeah. yes. That's what, you know, well, here's the thing. It's yes, it's, uh, I, and I did get I did uh, that that popped out for me. That was because fun. you know we yeah. we uh, we consider ourselves. Libertarian well, we, leaning with, conservatives, with conservatives, right? right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's constitutionally it's, uh, oriented, of course. I will admit that mm-hmm. if you get somebody that will come up and they'll just mm-hmm. be like, "I am one hundred percent, you know, homegrown, pure libertarian," you will find things you don't quite really agree with. You know, when you just go one hundred percent hardcore. Mm-hmm. So I, I appreciate uh, you know what he said there because it's like I don't know if I call him. Cr- crazy but <laughs> well um, it, it could be insightful but we take it with the spirit in which it's no, i understand I the, the, yeah. the spirit of what he was saying there that yeah i mean there's yeah. some things where if you go full bore mm-hmm. it's kind of like oh wait a minute that's a little too far for me well um, and also you know the the, the subject of uh, what's that word um it, it's chaos but it's um anarchy anarchy that's it yeah. right and, and and if i step back from the word anarchy i i think of it in terms of self-rule of course the the belief of of, uh, of anarchy is chaos and everything you know anybody does whatever they want uh obviously in, in a situation where you don't have a quote-unquote government that you have a perception that will you know hold on to something called rule of law or law and order now you have something that they come back to with the old West. What was it like in the old West? Well, if you violated somebody's rights in the old West, you know, you're likely going to get some lead between your eyes. Uh, and then people say, well, that's, you know, outrageous that's called justice, justice. Right. Yes. But at the same time, you know, that's without jury, your judge, jury and executioner. But there are times when we're looking at what they're doing to children today and you wonder what the heck are we tolerating? I mean, in, in prison, if you go in for a crime against children, all bets are off. You know, the prisoners there are going to go, uh, yeah, you don't have protect. You're not one of us, right? Even they will go, that's just beyond the pale. And so uh, I, I think in terms of the lack of justice occurring within the, the systems that we have, trying to take children away from parents who are not endorsing and embracing these ideas of, uh, of, of gender fluidity, or particularly when it comes to surgical alteration, uh, this, this goes beyond tolerance and libertarianism at that point when it right. impacts the children this way. Indeed. Yeah. Yes, sir. So what else we got? Oh, Bobri is here. Bobri, we'll see Bobri this weekend. Uh, he's a big supporter of G. Edward Griffin and the Health Freedom uh, Expo. Not only that, but uh, I'm jumping ahead to October. I apologize. There's so many conferences coming up. I'm at the Red Pill Expo right now. We're setting up behind me. As you can see, the stage is being set literally, not figuratively. Build it and they will come. We're in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, Alex Newman is here, one of my friends. He's amazing. Uh uh, we got uh, Sherry Tenpenny showing up, Brad Weeks, a lot of great physicians that actually are speaking out. Uh, Dr. Brian Artis as well. I'm looking at all the, the various people, and we have that link up in the show notes as well as a banner. Please sign up even if you can't be with us in Des Moines. Uh, it starts at 8 a.m. Central Time tomorrow. I'll go on about 8.10 for the first lecture of the, of the weekend, and I'll MC from there. But you can watch it from the comfort of your home, own home by streaming it. And you can be here with us in Des Moines as well. There's limited seats available, but I think they could still squeeze you in. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Uh, so Folium PX, that's Bobri. FoliumPX.com. We've had G. Edward Griffin on a few times talking about how it's helped him. It's helped my mom and many other people. If you hit a ceiling in your healing and you want to break through, 
Check out Folium products, the Folium Original, Folium Immuno, Folium Relax. Use the code RSB10 to get 10% off when you order. Also, now that I'm in Monsanto land, or what was called Monsanto land, all of the GMOs and the pesticides and herbicides and all of that, please consider a shift if you haven't already. If you're new to the show, maybe you haven't yet, to realize that there are ways to manage pests. And I'm not talking about liberal Democrat socialists. That's not at this moment anyway. Uh, we're talking about pests like the bugs that you want to spray and poison. Well, you can do it with nature. And that is delimonene. The distillate from the orange peel or citrus peel is a powerful, well, it's also a cure for cancer. Shh, don't tell anybody hey, I said that. Now. Yeah, I know. Uh, but delimonene has a, a powerful effect against, you know, the ants, the roaches, the, you know, the things you don't like, creepy crawlies, even, even can be utilized on fire ant mounds. We've talked about it before. We'll have to get Tor back on. But orangeguard.com, you can go direct or go to your local health food store, particularly Whole Foods, and say, hey, Whole Foods, I know it's in your system. I want some Orange Guard. Let them know. Give them a call. Even if you're not there, call your local Whole Foods and say, hey, do you have Orange Guard? They need it. And then, of course, local Ace Hardware also carry Orange Guard. OrangeGuard.com. Check it out. And that is part of the, the way we solve the toxicological crisis. That's the real environmental crisis, not warming or cooling or carbon dioxide, but poison, toxic poisons. So what else is going on out there in the chat room? Uh, eh, eh, uh, we eh. actually had, I think we had one thing that we could bring up here. Yeah. Did you see this, that um, the media is kind of losing their minds a little bit over the fact that they believe that Woody Harrelson mm -hmm. has endorsed Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? Really? You have a picture of that endorsement? Well, here's <clears throat> here's here's the uh, <laughs> here's the endorsement. I guess you could you could uh, interpret this however you choose to interpret it. But mm -hmm. uh, uh, his wife, oh, there's Woody, Hines, there's, uh, or Cheryl Hines, yeah, Cheryl Hines uh, took a picture with Woody Harrelson, mm -hmm. and Woody Harrelson is wearing a Kennedy 2024 hat. Nice. Uh, what does it say that? People who are on all sides, if there are sides of the political spectrum from left to right, are coming out in support of Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? Yeah, well, some of them are. Some of them are. Yeah, I mean, he's still getting hammered daily because I get <clears throat> I get an alert yeah. uh, in my inbox of anything having to do with RFK Jr. And yeah. uh, so I get to see this on a daily basis. And he's just, he's just getting hammered left and right. I think uh, the uh, the Iowa State Fair is going on, and that's a big deal for politicians. So I think Trump and DeSantis are going to be here, as well as Bobby Kennedy, uh, Lori says, is going to be speaking in Des Moines tomorrow night. Oh, there you go. So, um, wow. Yeah. yeah. Woody Harrelson. So, now, Woody is, of course, a, a very pro-hemp kind of guy, right? Hemp. And uh, he's had an issue. He had an issue with uh, some of the stuff that happened during, during the, COVID. the pandemic and stuff. Remember so. his Saturday Night Live uh, monologue? Yeah. There's this crazy script. Bear with me here. I'm going to tell you this. It would never happen. It would never. And, of course, he described what was happening. You will never go outside. We'll never let you out without. You take the drug or the shot from the company that has made the. Yeah. Anyway. But, yeah, they're going to try and critique, criticize him. But I think um, those folks in media and medicine and uh, government are fighting a losing battle. They're increasingly desperate, doing desperate things like more censorship, and it's coming out. I don't know how far or how bad it gets, but I am appreciative of I don't know of Woody Harrelson. <clears throat> yeah. He comes across as mm -hmm. a guy who probably just doesn't really care what people think. Would you agree with that? Do you think? 
I think that would be fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he I can't say own. that with you know with any evidence, but uh, yeah. I just kind of get that feeling. I know a lot on, of people who know him, and he seems yeah. to be a man of integrity, and he he lives his beliefs, and I respect that. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. He, he's not one of those woke liberals that you know says stuff and then does the opposite and has a you know a private jet, right? A global warming people, right? Um, that's not his way. Steve uh, has an idea there. Maybe it's time for a new political party called Team, Team America. America. That's a, yeah, it's actually a movie. Right. World Police. Yes. Uh, that was by the South Park Boys. It was. Definitely not something to watch with the kids until they're no. older. No. It's pretty <laughs> very, funny, though. Yeah, very funny. Very pointed. So. Um, All right. So how much of a bonus time we got here? Uh, oh, are we up to against the we break are. already? It's time. Yeah, it we're okay. Time. We're doing well here. So if, right. if you guys have questions or comments, and by the way, Joni, I don't know when you're going to be in the neighborhood, but uh, I'm going to break the fast. I've got to find a health food store or something to get some good food later. I don't know if there's anything in Des Moines. I have to there. imagine there has to be something in Des Moines, Iowa. I mean, I'm hoping. I, I've seen That's not a, a small gro- town. There's it's a not like- grocery store called High H-Y-V-E-E, High V. Is that like a, like a Kroger? Is that like you can get organic stuff there? I don't know. Well, all right, somebody tell me after the break. We're going to come back with the bonus round live from the Red Pill Expo to be. It's all being set up as we speak online here on the Robert Scott Bell Show at robertscottbell.com. Again, say thanks to all those who make this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty possible, and that includes you, where the power to heal is yours. All right, let's see. Are we back? Here we are. How'd we do today? Was it okay? Because there were some times we were testing the audio in this room and it was loud, but I'm thinking. I detected no problems. Yeah. This is a, these, again, these headset microphones, I don't like to wear them. I don't like these big cans over my ears, but dude, when you're on a remote, there's nothing better. What do you got there? What, what do you got? What do you find? All right. So <clears throat> here's what I'm seeing here. There's a place called Harbinger. Harbinger. This is in Des Moines, Iowa. Is it open after? Opens like- in two minutes. What do you mean it opens? Into, it just yeah, opens at 2 now? o'clock uh, my time. So that'd be, what, 3, 4 o'clock your time? Where am you're, I? We're about you're to be central f- now? Yes, central yeah. now. So we're about to be 4 o'clock. Here. So this here, this is a review here. Somebody gave it, uh, said here, they're very vegan friendly and most of the food is locally sourced or, or organic. Oh, Harbinger. Okay. Um, there's one here. That's a Harbinger of deliciousness to come. This HOQ restaurant, locally sourced and all organic. Uh, what? Really? That's well. That's, that's, How like do you I said, find this? Closed just, until just, 5 p.m. Ooh, that yeah. looks good. That'd be 5 p.m. Hawk H-O-Q? Let's take a look here. Let's take a look here. Yeah, it's closed hours. Okay, so Popular dishes, services offered. It looks like it's about 16 minutes by car from here. Let's see. Do they have a website? Let's see. This is the stuff we do in bonus time, right? Yeah. Now you're I'm all like fasting out. Yeah, local farms, global flavor, it says here. H O Q. I think you found it, Super Don. You've rescued me. Wow. That could be good to break the fast on. I'm looking at that. I'm liking it. Let's see. Grass fed Grass fed. Count me in, buddy. Thank you. All right. H O Q. Joni, you all listening? H O Q? All right. All Thank right. You. Let's find out where it's at here. You know, I get a little nervous here we go. Here's the in places like Iowa. Yeah. I but will. Uh, I'll drop the I'll because it's Monsanto land. It's uh, yeah. I found it in the maps. It's like I said. It's uh, okay. Five point six miles away. So All right. Thank you for that. There you go. That's great. I've been salvaged. I've been rescued by Super Don. Yay. Sorry for pushing your buttons earlier. 
Yeah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Dude, it's oh, not like we... Goodness. That's just normal talk for us. Yeah. So if I'm looking at where we are, we're at the uh, Red Pill Expo today and tomorrow and the next day. And then th- is the next event the Labor Day weekend uh, Cancer Control Society? Because that's coming up like bef- before I can even blink so soon. Let us find out. September 2nd. I think that's the next thing on the calendar. And I do know Correct. it is. Second. Yep. Okay. And then we have middle of September, not long after that, the Biomed Expo in Las Vegas, September 14th through 17th. And I, I'm encouraged to have uh, reunions with friends da- down in Vegas, and wherever you are. That, it'll still be hot then, but we'll be indoors. Then we have the 10-year anniversary of the Healing Strong, healingstrong.org slash conference. And that is, uh, what's the date? September 29th and 30th in Houston, Texas. Got to prep for that. And then is that the last one? If it, no, of course not. Then we have the early October event in Pittsburgh for those that are health professionals with Nutritional Frontiers. And then the Your Health Freedom, which is in Utah. And that's uh, the 6th and 7th of October. And then we have the Health Freedom Expo, middle of October, um, Tinley Park Convention Center outside of uh, Chicago, October 14th and 15th. And remember the Trinity Live event for a lot of the healthcare providers and Trinity graduates and students. Then we have the Warners are putting on an amazing event. Heal Your Family Naturally. looks like uh, Bobby Kennedy is headlining it. Kevin Sorbo is scheduled to be there. Judy Mikovits, David Brownstein, John Witcher. You know, I just, I got to say this because it's like I can't unsee this now. Yeah. Do you notice how on this banner that they sent us, mm-hmm. in the background, oh, there's a watermark. The, of Fiverr. From Fiverr on yeah. this image. Well, on, the whole, a, on the whole image. They did a good job on it, though. I mean, it's a great thing, but why it's does amazing. it have a watermark on it? That I don't know. They normally don't put that on something unless it's like it's like you can't use this. Right. You know, this is just a sample or something. I'm just like, mm. why would you put that? I, <laughs> I don't, don't know. know. Anyway. Good eye on that. But no, yeah. I don't know. And anyway. then, of course, next year we got the in February, the Autism Health Summit. So please stay in touch with us. Sign up for the newsletter. Uh, we don't abuse it. Definitely don't. If anything, people say, I want more newsletters from you we guys. Under. Yeah. Under, we, we're, yeah. It's the opposite of abuse. Yeah. Um, um, we neglect you. Uh, I know you want more. We're, we're working on that. Actually, yeah. we've got someone that's, that's helping Trying us out. Help and us so out, we'll yeah. have, uh, newsletters going out at, thanks least twi- in, at least twice a week. Then thanks in part to your help, uh, directly through Patreon. Our next patron event is uh, zoom AMA on the 26th, which is a Saturday, uh, Saturday. Yeah. So noon Eastern 9 a.m. Pacific for those of you who want to take part. And anytime you become a patron, you have access to all of the uh, patron zoom AMAs that we have. We lost like the original two or three from YouTube because they were private on YouTube and we lost that. That's again, a crime for, you know, there was nothing public about that. And yet they, they took it all away. Yeah. Let's see who else or what else is going on out there. Uh, going back to the chat room. Let me see. Hey, Michael Bolden's there and mom is there. And, and I say Mel is there and it's good to see everybody in the chat room. Today would have been a fun day to have Michael Bolden on as well, but I think we're scheduled for next Friday. So uh, we'll do that then. So anything else? Anything else I forgot to say or I said too much of before we wrap it up? We've got to set up the booth. We're going to have silver and copper shots. We're going to have Cardio Miracle poured. Uh, open bar all weekend on this stuff. All right. So more good reasons to connect with us. I think we're good. So... Appreciate you, uh, if, uh, all, all you all, mm. as Robert would say. All y'all? 
No, all you yeah. all. You oh, all. Daria and Lori are getting together for dinner. What about yes. that place, HOQ? Lori, do you know about it? Super Don found it. It looks really good. Um, Steve, we are under, we are so under abused newsletter wise. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, looking forward to reunions. Hopefully I'll, I'll be able to do some social media mashups. I'm not good at that. I admit it, but maybe Joni, she'll be here. We can have fun together. Never heard of it, Lori. Well, Super Don found it from all the way in Oregon. H O Q organic farm to table. Dude. I know nothing about it other than what you saw there. So it, it looks, looks really good. Yeah, yeah. It looks really good. So explore something new today. Hopefully Where's that at? it's on, um, three Oh three East fifth street mm -hmm. in Des Moines. Okay. So I don't know if I'll have to, call have to up and make reservations. Or you'll not, have to let us know. Yeah. How it so. went. Now what, uh, what's the plan for Sunday? Oh, well, I guess we're going to have to record Sunday conversations uh, tomorrow. And I'm going to somebody you might be able to. Yeah, it's going to be. See, it, this is the challenge for me at the Red Pill Expo because I'm an MC and it turns over fast. I don't have a lot of downtime to record, but I'm going to count. Maybe Joni can help me do some Sunday conversation interviews. Oh, there you go. And so we'll have, you know, something for Sunday that's new with some awesome people here. All right, cool. That's my plan. All right, we'll talk. Okay. All right, man. Well, have a good evening. Uh, have a good meal. Hopefully. Thank you. Thank you. When I break the fast later. All right. Let me know how it is. And uh, we'll be back on Sunday with some new material from the Red Pill Expo. Oh, yeah. And Monday's a travel day. So we might be able to get some recordings for Monday's show, you know, in advance so, as well. New stuff slash encore. Right. We'll see on, what happens for on Monday. Monday. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds okay. good. All right, guys. Well, listen, thanks for hanging out for this for the week. Uh, have yourself a great weekend, and we will see you again soon. Thanks, guys.